Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. to end up here. Not really. He had stepped out into the garden to do nothing but wander around, maybe find somewhere nice to sit and read. Kaylin hadn't really been the closest to Hiroki. In fact, out of everyone in his family, it could easily be said that he was the furthest from him. Kaylin had always attributed it to the fact that, even though he wasn't always the most perceptive of people, he could still see through Hiroki's bullshit more than anyone else. It made no sense. Usually his mother could tell when just about anyone was lying, but either Hiroki could pull the wool over even her eyes, or she just looked the other way. From the moment Kaelin figured out how much Hiroki lied, it clouded every single thing he had ever said. Kaelin couldn't look him in the eyes again. Which was what made it all the more confusing as to why he found himself here, sat on the soft grass in front of what constituted Hiroki's grave, staring out over the river and thinking, remembering the man that it honoured. He was trying to imagine the funeral that Lin had held, one of three that Hiroki had apparently had. One with Lin alone, one with the people he considered his real family, and the one that was public to the whole world, the whole city coming out to pay respects to a body that wasn't even there. But this one, the funeral that had happened here, in this clearing, that felt to Kaelin like the real funeral, not just because it had the body, but because of the amount of effort that must have been put into it. He tried to see Lin dragging the body into the clearing in his mind's eye, placing it into the canoe. Lin struggled picking up bags of flour, and yes, Hiroki wasn't heavy as such, but he was still plenty heavy enough to cause a problem to Lin. Kaelin realised that he must have drank an absurd amount of the ability potions he had seen him use before, but the consequences of that must have been... <sighs> boggled to think about. Seeing as Lin had been out of commission for nearly two days following only taking one potion, he must have spent weeks resting after taking that many. All for a person that had abandoned him for over three decades. Kaelin couldn't get his head around it. Kaelin had known Hiroki had a family, but he never really spoke about it himself. It was just the occasional comments from the others that had met Lin back in the army. All teasing, too. If Hiroki's hair grew out too long, it would be, Wow, you look like your brother. And then almost instantly, Hiroki would cut it all off. Comparing that to Lin's reverence of his sibling was... hard, to say the least. But sitting here had another side effect that he really didn't appreciate. He remembered another of Hiroki's funerals, the one that had been held in his parents' garden. 
It hadn't been a huge affair, especially taking into account the amount of lives Hiroki must have touched over the years. It was all people from the army, those who were still alive at least, and those that Kaelin's uncle had managed to get in touch with. Being a major in the reconnaissance division obviously had some perks when it came to finding people decades after the war. The garden behind his parents' house had been completely overtaken by white lilies and roses and carnations. It looked like a very sporadic snowfall had fallen over the garden, but that was just what morning looked like in his mother's clan. And since Hiroki had claimed he lived close to the Bellator Forest, she had hoped that it was at least similar to his own traditions. Which, as it turned out, was not even close to what Hiroki wanted or what his family wanted for him. That was something that he was going to have to get his head around. The dichotomy of the Hiroki he had known and who Hiroki actually was. Kaelin had only gone to two funerals before. His grandfather, when he had been younger, and well, Leliana and Marius. They had both been vastly different experiences and Hiroki's was somehow different to both of them. His grandfather's funeral had been more... It had somehow been a happy time. A time of celebration of who his grandfather had been. It seemed strange, looking back on it, that any funeral could be happy, but it had been. There had been laughter and jokes and people passing around Mario and saying how lovely it had been that he had managed to meet her. His family wasn't big, but his grandfather had been a respected military man and people had come from around the country to say goodbye. There had been music and dancing and a lively atmosphere to rival a solstice celebration. There had been some crying, of course, but... It had been brief, a few tears rolling down cheeks, and that was it. Kaelin had thought this was how funerals were meant to be. Happy and joyous, not the sombre affairs that he had seen passing through the town. And that... That was possibly what had made it harder, when it came time to bury Liliana and Maria. They hadn't been soldiers. They hadn't been marked as heroes. They had had friends, of course, Liliana had been loved by so many people, and Maria had so many friends, but you both couldn't invite children to a funeral, and Kaelin didn't have the energy to try and get out invites and organise for people to come and pay their respects. He supposed it was another way he had completely failed them. It had been just him and his close family gathered around the graves he had made for them. He had paid all the money he had been saving for when Mario was older to buy them a plot next to the river, right in the river bend. One that his mother filled with all of their favourite flowers and a willow tree that covered their graves in pale pink petals every spring. His father and his uncle had laid them to rest because Kaelin couldn't cope with it, couldn't cope with lowering them into the ground. It had been summer and it had been warm, but the earth beneath their feet still felt so cold too cold to be putting his wife and child into. So he had sat back, head in his hands, weeping openly as his mother and Cassie stood either side of him, holding him and rubbing his back as if that would do anything to comfort him. That was cruel. They were trying, they were both trying, and Caelan could see that now. He could see that his mother had lost a daughter and a grandchild. He had been selfish back then seeing his loss as solely his. At least they seemed to forgive him, even if he found it hard to forgive himself. 
They had stayed by his side all this time, no matter the poor decisions he had made or the sins he had committed after their deaths. He would need to make a point to thank them for that, while he still could. Hiroki's funeral had been something else entirely. It had hovered in the middle, in a way. There hadn't been the party atmosphere that his grandfather's funeral have, but there was still enough people to fill up the garden. His uncle had come through on finding all the people Hiroki would have known, and with his bubbling personality, there were a lot of them. But the air had been subdued of what Kalen had seen. He had stayed back, taking all of his time ensuring that he could support Micah and Kasi as much as he could. Mostly Micah. The tiefling seemed to put on a brave face, seemed to try to be every bit the perfect host, but Kalen was close enough to him to see through it. He could see the hurt in his eyes, the way his jaw clenched, and he recognised the way that he was trying to just get through this and not let anyone see how much he hurt. He had also held Micah close that night, after he had snuck into Kaylin's room and under the blanket. Held him close as he wept, his tears staining the front of his shirt. He had stayed there until morning, and Kaylin never knew if he had gotten any sleep that night. But... He supposed that he would give up all of his sleep, just to make sure that Micah was okay. That was something that he had to absolutely make sure that he never let Micah know about, or he would never sleep again. He was interrupted by the rustle of leaves behind him, and he lazily looked back over his shoulder. There wasn't anything around that could hurt him particularly, they were still technically in Lynn's garden. No, it was much more likely to be one of the people living in the house. Micah emerged from the trees a few moments later, carrying flowers that he must have brought from somewhere else around the garden. He had mud caked on his knees, already drying in the heat of the Hirondel summer, from where he had knelt to pick them up, and his hair was mussed up from too many times sweeping it back. A small smudge of dirt stretched from his forehead up to his horns, and Kaelin couldn't help but smile. Oh, hi. Micah smiled, freezing in his tracks when he saw Kalen staring back at him. I'm sorry, did you want me to give you some privacy? Kalen shook his head, patting the ground next to him as he shuffled over to give him more space. I'm okay with you being here if you're okay with me being here. Micah smiled wide, heading over almost immediately and leaning down to kiss the top of Kalen's head, before past him to carefully place the flowers around the grave in front of them. You don't think Lynn's going to be too mad at me for picking these flowers, do you? He asked with a light tone, telling Taylor that he wasn't actually worried about the elf having any kind of anger towards him. I just saw them, and they're so pretty, and I thought that Hiroki might like them, so I brought them over here. What do you think? Kalen laughed quietly, enjoying the way that Micah just walking in could lift his mood much faster than anything else. Lynn joked about him being a little ray of sunshine, but he really was. A ray of sunshine in the rough shape of a tiefling. Well, firstly, I don't think he'll be mad. He really doesn't seem to care about the garden anyway. Even if it were possible for him to even be a little mad at you, you've got him wrapped around your little finger, he joked, watching Micah's tail flick lazily from side to side. Secondly, yeah, I think he would really enjoy them. They look like his kind of colours. Everything was his kind of colours, Michael laughed brightly, finishing his apparent arrangement efforts before going back over to join Kalen with a smile. But yes, 
reds and golds and greens. No one remembers him wearing green, but he did. Remember that dress he had? It suited his skin tone far more than the oranges the red did, but of course he had... an aesthetic. Kaelin laughed, letting Micah sit down half in his lap as he wrapped his arms around him. He had learnt, over the last ten years, that he should care for himself whenever he felt himself getting into a bad place. Micah had been high up on his self-care list even before they were dating. Just being with him was starting to brighten his day from what it was. You know, I was thinking, Micah started after a few moments of blissful silence. It's been about a year, right? Since we lost him. Because we know the day now, now Lynn told us. Kaelin just nodded, humming quietly as he rested his head gently against Micah's horns, in a practiced way that made sure he wouldn't be accidentally stabbed by the ends of them. Lynn had suffered from it a couple of times, but Kaelin was now more than a little practiced at avoiding them. And he never really had a real funeral, one that had all of his friends and his family, so why don't we have another one, here, on the year anniversary since he died? Invite everyone that came to the one last time, and we could do a proper one, a proper party. Now that most of the bad emotions are out of the way, it would just be us and your family all celebrating his life. Kaelin hummed quietly. He didn't want to deter Micah from doing what he obviously wanted to do, but there was also the problem of Lynn having to host this. It seemed more than a little cruel to just dump that whole responsibility on him from nowhere. Maybe we talk to Lynn about it. You can't just invite all of these people to his house, you know, he soothed, rubbing Micah's arm gently as he tried to juggle, letting him know what he needed to hear, with not upsetting him too much. Yeah, I guess you're right. Still, I'm sure he wants to honour Hiroki properly, right? It seems like he's upset that he didn't get a proper send-off for him as well, and we'll be here to help him this time. He replied seriously, turning to look at him with wide eyes, and man, Kaelin was slowly becoming completely unable to say no to those eyes, and he knew that Lynn couldn't refuse them either. No guilt tripping him. Let me ask him, he said seriously, ignoring the pout that crossed Micah's face. Like he could say no to you as well, he joked, elbowing his ribs gently. But yes, no manipulating Lynn. But I know you can resist it so I can keep doing it to you. They sat in silence for a moment, listening to the river and the birds calling from the trees. Micah had slowly shuffled even closer as he was sat there, his tail wrapping tightly around Kaelin, and the half-elf was surprised at the strong feeling that was growing in his chest as he felt it tap against his leg. Safe. Home. It was something that he had not felt in a long while, and... He had thought he would run away from, but here? Here it felt okay. For the first time Kaelin could ever remember, he was the one who broke the silence. Do you think... If we're having a fun day with family, he started, feet pointing and flexing in front of him. I could... We could... Do something for my girls. Mikey kept quiet, humming quietly in the back of his throat. Kaelin felt panic start to rise. He knew that he didn't talk about them often enough, knew that they were a forbidden topic in his life. Yeah. Yeah, of course. A joint party for Leliana, Maria, and Hiroki. Micah finally replied, and his voice sounded just as cheery as he always did. It was nice, hearing their names in such a cheerful voice again. 
Have you told Lynn about them? Micah added, and Caelan felt his head turn to look at him, even as he kept looking at the river in front of them and ignoring the need to turn and look. No. Not yet. He knows, some of it, I think. He's seen their pictures in my watch, but... Not their names. Kaelin sighed, putting all of his thought process into slowly rubbing small circles on Micah's hip. But... I'll tell him. For the... I think I'm finally okay to tell him. Micah didn't respond, not with words anyway. For a man who made his living from words, he kept silence often. Instead, he just hummed, and for a brief second, Kaelin was sure that everything was going to be okay. <laughs>